Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shem L. And I'm your host, Brother Shem L. And we are back with a new episode. I'm really excited about doing this episode for a number of reasons. Um, At this time of this particular episode, a lot of things have manifested since the last time of the episode for me, um, for me and my family. And it's truly a blessing. So I definitely give thanks. Um, it's just an, it's a testament to the power of visualization, meditation, affirmation, all of the things that I've been advocating uh, for quite some time and been putting it to practice and things have been things have definitely been manifesting so I'm definitely grateful for that uh, I'm, I'm grateful for all the support of everyone who has been listening who have been supporting this show and continue to support this show so definitely um, I'm grateful for that and hope you will continue to support um, getting into the topic um, the this is dealing with power, the illusion of power. Power is an illusion. And I actually have wanted to do this recording for a few weeks now, and it's definitely time to do so because of some recent um, events that took place. Um, Something the most recent, I think within the last past week, past week and a half or so, and it falls right in line with my thoughts of doing this show and this topic, it is definitely timely. So to start off, you know how I do. I always like to start off with a reading and I'm going to read, uh, in particularly, of course, the circle seven, which I love to read. And I'm going to read from chapter seven of the circle seven, um, which is entitled the friendship of Jesus and Lamas. Jesus explains to Lamas the meaning of truth. And I want to speak into the particular section in this chapter that speaks on power. And I will start from verse 13. Lamas, well, let me start first. I apologize. I start with verse 10. It says, The holy breath is truth, is that which was and is and evermore shall be. It cannot change nor pass away. Lamas said, You answer well. Now, what is man? And Jesus said, Man is the truth and falsehood strangely mixed. Man is the breath made flesh. So truth and falsehood are conjoined in him, and then they strive, and naught goes down, and man as truth abides. Again, Lamas asks, what do you say of power? And Jesus said, it is a manifest. It is the result of force. It is but naught. It is illusion, nothing more. Force changes not, but power changes 
as the ethers change. Force is the will of Allah and is omnipotent. And power is that will in manifest, directed by the breath. There is a power in the winds, a power in the waves, a power in the lightning stroke, a power in the human arm, a power in the eye. The ethers cause these powers to be. In thought of Elohim, of angel, man, or other thinking things, directs the force. When it has done its work, the power is no more. Okay? And then that is actually at verse 18. And jumping over into... Well, I'll continue on. I'm sorry. I'll go on to verse 19. Again, Lamas acts of understanding. What have you to say? And Jesus said, it is the rock on which man builds himself. It is the gnosis of the ought and of the naught, of falsehood and of truth. It is the knowledge of the lower self, the sensing of the powers of man himself. Again, Lamas acts of wisdom. What have you to say? And Jesus said, it is the consciousness that man is ought, that man and Allah, that Allah and man are one, that naught is naught, that power is but illusion, that heaven and earth and hell are not above, around, below, but in, which in the light of ought becomes naught and Allah is all. So I'm going to stop there. And I hope you got the essence of what I said there. So I'm going to repeat the last part of it. it says, speaking about wisdom, it says, it is the consciousness that man is ought, that Allah and man are one, that naught is naught, that power is but illusion, that heaven and earth and hell are not above, around, below, but in, which in the light of ought becomes naught, and Allah is all. Now, this ties in with the Kabbalion, the first principle of the Kabbalion, where it speaks about the principle of mentalism, where it says that um, all is mind and the universe is mental, Right? So in here it says Allah is all. And in the questionnaire, uh, the question is asked, what is truth? The Morse questionnaire, let me say that. The question is asked, what is truth? The answer is, truth is ought. Then the question after that is, what is ought? And then it says, ought is Allah. The next question is, can truth change? It says, truth cannot change or pass away. Well, in the circle seven, in this section, it also says that force force changes not, but power changes as the ether change. Now, there's a couple of ways we can address this. 
I'll first address it from this. Well, yeah, I'll address it first while it's while the thought is on my mind from the perspective of energy. Because obviously, when you first read this, um, one of the thoughts that comes in mind is energy, force, um, you know, power in the waves, the lightning stroke, etc., the ethers. So, anyone who studies um, the energy in the body, and which has been studied for many many years thousands of thousands of years at least um, in the thousands uh, particularly those who deal with what's called chi or ki right um, qigong tai chi reiki um, also in the Indian disciplines prana right haya um, in ancient Kemet or Egypt it's called Sechem understand certain things in reference to this um, this energy this force in particularly um, if you study Qigong you will notice that there are three main terms used in the demonstration of Qigong as far as describing um, this type or manifestations of what we call the energy, the invisible um, the invisible forces, etc. And one of course is Qi or Qi another one would be Jing which is equates to, they equated to essence and there's another one. Um, it's gonna it's gonna come to my mind. Just give me a moment. You have chi or ki. You have jing and shin. Shin, of course, would be um, translated as spirit. So we can equate those terms for those who are familiar with the discipline of qigong. We can equate Jing, um, spelled J-I-N-G, sometimes C-H-I-N-G, as in I Ching, the book I Ching, um, as ether. When you study what Jing is, you can equate it to ether, the ether planes, and you see here where it speaks about power changes as the ether change and how the ethers causes the powers to be right and how the thought of Elohim of angel of man or other thinking things directs the force right the chi or the key you can equate with holy breath right because this holy breath is within man right and you can direct the holy breath and the holy breath 
as it speaks later on in the circle seven is what makes it the ability of dealing with the resurrection. Okay. Um, specifically chapter 17, where it talks about, um, you, know, you go to verse 35, it says in flesh of man, there is the essence of the resurrection of the dead. This essence quickened by the holy breath will raise the substance of the body to higher tone and make it like the substance of the bodies of the planes above, which human eyes cannot behold. There is a holy ministry in death. The essence of the body cannot be quickened by the holy breath until the fix is solved. The body must disintegrate, and this is death. And then upon these pliant substances, Allah breathes, just as he breathed upon the chaos of the deep when the worlds were formed, and life springs from death. The carnal form is changed to form divine. The will of man makes possible the action of the holy breath. When will of man and will of Allah one, the resurrection is a fact. In this, we have the chemistry of mortal life, the ministry of death, the mystery of deific life. And deific life is, of course, divine life or God life, right? The life of a deity, the life of a God. So transforming yourself from being mere mortal to being gods, right? So, and then of course, Shin is spirit. And we know spirit dealing with spirit man. Man himself is not the body nor the soul. He is a spirit and a part of the all, or you would say a part of Allah, right? Some would say a part of God. Now, all these play a part on a metaphysical level, on an esoteric level, as far as when you understand the reality of life. Now, why is this important? To understand that power is an illusion is to understand that those who profess power are also dealing with the illusion. That's the key. Once you know that power itself is an illusion, then you will recognize that anyone who qualifies themselves as being powerful or having a certain amount of power is only dealing with the illusion. They're not dealing with reality. Okay. Which brings me to the point I'm about to say now. You, well, before I get into the most recent thing, let me go into the the things that have happened before. Um, in the last episode, we talked about the inner enemy, you know, studying the lowest self. And one of the things I said was a quote from Buddha, which is and basically... Um, I may be paraphrasing, but basically that your greatest your greatest weapon is in your enemy's mind. Your greatest weapon is in your enemy's mind. Okay? So what does that mean? Well, one of the things that it means is that for you to defeat your enemy, your enemy already has to have it 
in their mind that they can be defeated. They already have to accept to some degree your ability to defeat them. And that is by by virtue of that, that places you at an advantage. Okay? Because they that what that does is that limits your enemy to their their ability to use whatever resources they have to fight against you. Okay? Now when you take it into the context of a people that are oppressed who have been oppressed for hundreds of years the weapon that has been used against them has been within their own mind the mental slavery thus it has been the acceptance of the superiority of another people right thus you hear the terms such as white supremacy right and you'll have and I want to give honor um, because I was watching uh, an episode of by brother panic and he and he made this point in one of his in one of his videos about this and I thought this was so on point the fact and he said in so many words that the very fact that a person has to go out of their way to speak on how you know how great they are or speak on well he said you know if you if you were really um if you were really who you say you are if you were really that powerful you wouldn't have to say it and the fact that you have to say these things is a confession that you're not that and I'm, and I'm using my own words but that's what he was he was speaking on and that goes basically on both ends any group of people uh, whether you identify yourself as white whether you identify yourself as black whether you identify yourself as any group if you have to go out of your way and said you did all these great things or say you're so great right even if you say you know um, well I don't identify myself as black I'm a Moor you know and the Moors did A, B and C if you have to go out of your way then it's some then at the root of that that is a confession that you you're not that because you're you're only doing it you're only doing it as a manifest in reaction to what has already been done to you. Right? Thus, you'll hear terms such as black power, right? Or white power, you know? Um, and then you'll have celebrities. And I'm not going to say names because when I say when I say what I say, you're going to know who I'm talking about. You'll have celebrities who go on and say, well, you know, um, if you say, you know, I hope, you know, you're not trying to say one group of people is better than the other when you, you know, when you say this saying. Right. 
you know, all they'll say all black people are good. No, not all black people are good. Not all white people are bad. I even had, and, and this is a celebrity. I even had in my situation where I posted something. I posted a random on Facebook, a random cover of a book that was put out over 20 years ago. I said nothing in the caption about black or white. It simply was a book and the book had a cover, of course. And in the cover, it, it was an illustration um, taken from the book of revelations, but it was a book uh, illustration of the beast, but in the beast, it had images of the various leaders, world leaders. And of course, most of them were of European descent. And this person who was a melanated person, um, put a comment and said something to the effect of, um, all black people aren't righteous or something to that effect. And I was like, where's this coming from? So he was so already wired in his mind from his own predisposition about his take on race that he wanted to make a comment on my post that had nothing to do with what I posted. He was so focused on race. It wasn't even, I didn't, the post had nothing to do about race whatsoever, but he was bent on that because he's already been psychologically scarred with that construct. And to the point where he wanted to make it clear that, you know, don't dare say that, um, you know, you know, all people are, you know, this group of people are superior, that we're superior and, you know, and they're, they're devils and stuff. I was like, you know, I'm like, dude, I just posted a picture. I didn't say nothing, but that, that was on a personal, a personal, um, experience. And then shortly after that, it's the synchronicity of things. This celebrity, um, put out something on social media of that same thought, that same energy, which is very interesting that you have people that some would say is called Stockholm syndrome where they defend their oppressor. But either way, they are those who are, who are so indoctrinated, who are so programmed that they are in fear of any shift of perceived power. And that's what I want to get to on a deeper metaphysical and esoteric aspect to show you the illusion because it's all perception, right? That's what I want to get into. The fact that in the end, you're really dealing with a perception. What is perceived to be power, okay? And later on, I'm going to get into the other celebrity. And when I, I won't mention that person's name, but when I speak on the events, you're going to know who I'm talking about as well and how all of this plays a part. So 
what ends up happening is the perception of power is so great when you place it on a people that the effects are real. Remember, power is a manifest. It is a result of force. And I'm going to get deeper into this, but force, according to physics, is push and pull. That's what it is. Pushing and pulling. In the formula that's used, they said um, Newton's second law, um, supposedly, is that force equals the mass of an object times the acceleration. Okay. On a very simple level, what you're dealing with is the ability, the magnitude, the direction, and the velocity of your of pushing or pulling something a certain way. So they say, yo, you got a lot of pull. You hear some people say, yo, pull up, right? Pushing and pulling. The pushing and pulling of something, making things move, you know, as we some people like to say, shakers and movers, the motion of that gives the appearance of power. If you lift up something, right? And if it if appears heavy, you say, oh man, he's real powerful. He got a lot of strength, right? When all it was was a push or a pull. Certain objects are easier to pull than they are to push. Anyone who's moved anything, and I've recently did some moving, knows that, right? And also, if it's set a certain way, if the angle, if it's on wheels, etc. But the, the perception of that is power. If you're able to move what is acknowledged as heavy or not able to be moved by other people then you are perceived as powerful but that's the manifest all it was was force okay when the work is done the power is no more once you do it there's no more power so power is determined by the by the action that's done okay like you know you have the show power, but that's a show. No, that came to an end. So power is really an illusion, right? Once you, you know, if you see somebody doing something a lot, if you're perceiving that, then you're saying, oh man, they really doing it. They got power. They got pull. They got, you know, whatever it is. All it is, is activity. And the ones who are um, mental masters, the ones who are dabbled into the occult, the secret societies, people call the elite, the powers that be, whatever, they understand this law. They understand the law of being able, the appearance of something is based on the ability to make things happen. A magician or an illusionist, all they do is have something appear right pull a rabbit out of a hat right all it was was the appearance of an action of them pulling remember pulling force pulling a rabbit out of a hat I'm using that generic example and yet it's oh he got power he has some sort of magic power 
the consensus is that the person who performs the illusion before you is a person of power. But it was all an illusion. So are they really powerful? What is power? Power is but illusion. And the thing about power is that your perceived power, the power that is perceived by others of you, will cause them to either surrender to you, respect you, or even want to rebel against you. But it causes the reaction. You determine the reaction based on the perceived power that you exercise. And once we understand that that is all there is, then you, the key of it is to not give the attention to the illusion. And that is something that takes discipline. Now, in reference to the second celebrity, um, which has been uh, definitely something that has caught the attention of a lot of people in a lot of different circles, particularly the circles that um, I venture in. This particular individual who I'll say for the for the record, um, I think this individual, you know, has a lot of good qualities. I think they, in particular, uh, mean well. I, I really do. But man is truth and false is strangely mixed. So with that said, this particular individual recently uh, got in trouble for supposedly making some statements against another group of people. And y'all going to know where I'm following with this. Um, particularly, I, I won't even go into the, the circumstances. But they, the media came out and said that this particular celebrity made some derogatory statements. Derogatory is not the word they use. They used another term. You'll get what I'm talking about. But this person eventually apologize for their statement the interesting thing about this particular individual is that prior to them being criticized for making these statements or statement and prior to that person apologizing publicly for years they made it a point to use a particular word that not many people caught but I did and that word is sovereignty they used the word repeatedly um, when they were interviewed in different circles and when they when this person was asked about a particular thing this person, I always noticed, they made a point to speak about, to use the word sovereignty, to describe 
what they were about sovereignty and the average person doesn't use this word there's a certain circle of people who use this this word um, which I am familiar with and that can get into a whole nother story in and of itself which I won't get into because I want to keep it really on an esoteric level uh, because I can really go in but I will say that when you look up the word sovereignty whether in a regular dictionary or a law dictionary sovereignty is defined as absolute power sovereignty is absolute power so this particular person ironically spent years of expressing publicly that they were into absolute power that they were about absolute power reclaiming their sovereignty their absolute power and then when it comes time to put that sovereignty to the test apparently it was nowhere to be found now let me state for the record I'm not trying to bash this individual again I I really honestly think this person is sincere I think there's a lot of good qualities about them but I just have to so it's not a dig it's, it's just an honest conversation me knowing what I know and knowing things on a on a metaphysical level and on a the word the power of words but <laughs> no pun intended or pun intended the power of words right what you say they say in the law what you say can and will be held against you what you say can and will be used against you so this individual didn't even understand that law not just on a like like on a mundane court thing police thing on a universal level like what you put out into the universe you will eventually have to address that and i in this there's a lot of conversation about this particular celebrity i have yet personally to um hear that part of the conversation um, and again, the only reason I'm not mentioning names is because when I do these podcasts, I really like to make it void of focus on celebrity personality and things of that nature. Um, I want people to really get into the message of it. Um, I did one particular podcast in particular about a particular individual, a celebrity and that celebrity had passed. But outside of that, I, I really honestly don't like um, making those those talking points. But I will talk about the subject matter pertaining to them. So in this particular situation, and you are probably know who I'm talking about, this person constantly said sovereignty. And then when that sovereignty was put to the test, you found out that sovereignty was an illusion, Right. 
But the, the interesting thing is, because I know of this, is that's on a celebrity level. I've seen this demonstrated by regular men and women on a on a regular basis where they said they were sovereign and I said do you really know what you're saying when you say you're sovereign you're saying you have absolute power and then a week or so later they get locked up something happens to them oh they got rights infringed and all this other stuff but but you're sovereign though why are you not exercising your sovereignty Sovereignty means absolute power. That is the definition of the word. Power is an illusion. And this also goes in line with chapter one of the circle seven, which says without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. Okay? And thought must be developed by the exercise of strength. So that, that's something to think about. So, this particular individual who kept saying sovereignty never knew if they had sovereignty or how much strength they had until they were faced with adversity. Okay. Once that pressure came on them and I don't know what happened behind the scenes, you know, I don't, I don't, I have no clue. I can't speak for that individual. I I can't judge, but whatever it was, it was enough to make that person backtrack on their statement to at least to the point of saying they apologize for making another people feel a certain way and without even getting into the statement or the or the suspected statements because you know I don't even know to this day what was the actual statement that they're trying to say was controversial um but Whatever it was, they this individual went against that foe and found out they didn't have the strength that they thought they had. Or maybe they, they knew how much strength they had, or at least it's the strength they conf- profess to have had. Because maybe at the end of the day, it was just a profession. It was just a, a professed statement. You know, I'm sovereign. Sovereignty is about sovereignty. And we have to be careful with that. Because I've seen it too many times. You will be put to the test. (laughs) You will be put to the test when it comes to that. Um, But with that said, again, we are speaking on the illusion of power. Power is but an illusion. Power is but illusion. And the reason why it is but illusion is because it has a beginning and an end. As I've said numerous times, and I will continue to say, anything that has a beginning and an end is an illusion. It's just passing by. The thing is that, again, within the mind, the mind makes things real. 
right? And particularly within when things are planted within the subconscious mind, which is why mental slavery is so powerful. Powerful again. It's so effective. The effectiveness of mental slavery is that you don't even have to physically do a thing to the mental slave. Their own thinking, the mental slave's own thinking keeps them enslaved. You don't even have to physically touch a mental slave. Their own thinking keeps them in mental slavery. It keeps them in mental slavery. It keeps other mental slaves. It keeps that mental slave checking other mental slaves. Like, you better not cross these bounds. You wrong for crossing these bounds. Or those who are attempting to break out of mental slavery, those who have broken the mental slavery, it causes them to be the the um, detractors, the haters, if you will, uh, the protectors of the slave masters, the mental slave masters. As I always said, for there to be a mental slave, there must be a mental slave master. And trust and know that there are mental slave masters. They, they're function is keeping you in mental slavery keeping the mental slaves in mental slavery okay um and Marcus Garvey said emancipate yourselves from mental slavery none but ourselves can free our minds no other person can free you from mental slavery but you you have to do it okay and as I alluded to earlier the key into not being overwhelmed by the illusion of power is not giving the attention to it. I always talk about this. Wherever your attention goes, that's where your energy goes. And mental slave masters are psychic vampires. They suck up your energy. And in them sucking up your energy that's how they keep power over you that's one of the ways why they keep power over you other thing is imagery okay and negative imagery self um, negative self degrading imagery is is another part of the mental slavery um, this particular, I'm going back to the celebrity who had to apologize for their statement. They, they put out something that dealt with police brutality. Okay. I'll just say that much. And while I understood the, the person's intent it was filled with a lot of negative imagery and a lot of negative statements negative affirmations keyword affirmations negative affirmations and I already put out an episode dealing with Asiatic affirmations and the power the effect the, the significance of affirmations and you know 
sometimes it baffles me but then again maybe I shouldn't be baffled man it's truth and false is strangely mixed but sometimes I can't help but wonder if these people you know who are who have reached this level of perceived success if they don't realize how these negative affirmations do not benefit anyone right you cannot and I'm just going to say this for the record you cannot um, overcome the issue of police brutality with with statements such as I can't breathe or hands up don't shoot I'll say that for the record so there you heard me say that Uh, and things of that nature there is nothing positive about it there's no if you analyze the words is nothing that speaks of triumph of success of overcoming of anything but a victim mind state and you don't want to be the last thing you want to do is to perpetuate a victim mind state you want to switch that around you have the power to build your own heaven it starts within it starts within the mind it starts within the thought process and it's it's definitely interesting um I heard a song today <laughs> on the radio by a particular artist who I'm not a, a big fan of, but this particular artist went into some heavy, deep sciences that actually shocked me. They went into Oshun, talked about melanin, a whole bunch of stuff. And I was pleasantly surprised. You know, that of course I know a lot of these celebrities you know they study many different things but the fact that this particular artist took upon themselves to actually put that in a song put it out there and you know you know be unapologetic about it Um, now with that said you know will that translate will they do will they stand on that later on or will they do what the previous celebrity did I don't know but at the very least I commend this artist for putting out that particular type of song because one when you get into when you start speaking about Oshun Ogun you start speaking about the Orisha you know, and they were very crafty with how they did it. Uh, once you start going into there, it, it reminds me of um, uh, the group X Clan back in the day when they was when they were dropping science and speaking on the various uh, Nitiru. Once you start speaking of that, you you 
you're getting into a realm that others have are incapable of reaching. I'll say that much, and that's 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 something to think about. You're getting into a realm that everybody can't reach, which puts you at an advantage, whether you know it or not. Um, if you just study and apply. But with that said, um, at least everything in that song was positive affirmations. Everything. I didn't hear one negative affirmation. Uh, again, again, it was my first. I've only heard it one time. So maybe there might have been some negative stuff in there and I didn't catch it. But I was cat. I was listening to it and I was like, yo, this is this is pretty dope. This is fly. I'm digging this one. I'm feeling this one. I'm not a fan of this artist. I'm really not, really not. But I like what this one is. I really like this one. So those things are important, you know, because your mind is very powerful. Your mind is fertile soil. Whatever you plant into your mind, it will grow. It eventually will grow. So you can plant it as it's been said in the past by various masters. You can plant a seed of poison or you can plant a flower. Plant some weeds or you can plant a flower. Whatever you plant, it's going to grow. The mind doesn't care. The subconscious mind does not care what you plant in it. It will, it will grow what you plant in it. So another trick of the illusionists of those in perceived power is the imagery and the ideas and the concepts to put into the the mind of the oppressed. So once you can put it in the mind of the oppressed, they're going to take it and make it real. They're going to manifest it out. That's why you'll hear so many people who've been oppressed so long say such negative self-defeating comments all oh, the man got us we can't get nothing you know uh like that old song from the Wiz. you can't win you can't get over and you can't get out of the game oh man you, ain't, you know they trying to keep me down they trying to you know the man got me etc all these different things are negative affirmations these are things from the perception of of an imagine of of an imagined of an imagined mind state you have the ability to create your own heaven or hell right heaven and hell are not places to be measured by meets or bounds heaven is a state of mind so heaven being a state of mind you have the power to create that heaven within your own mind that's why I said we just read Heaven and earth and hell are not above, around, below, but in, which in the light of art becomes naught. Right? It's all within. It's all it's all creations of the mind. All of it is creations of the mind. So once you know it's a creation of your own mind, you have to take control of your mind to create what you want. Because if you don't control your mind, someone else or some, something else will. And the problem with the masses of people is they have allowed others to create their heaven and or hell for them. And most of the time it's been hell. And the heaven that they do have created for them is 
is pales in comparison to the real heaven that they can create for themselves. Um, you really have to study the science of the mind, the power of the mind. The um, you really have to study the force that is within that energy, the holy breath, and how your potential, what you you have the ability to do way more than what you think you can do. But you cannot do it as long as you feed into and accept the negative uh, stigma and stereotypes that have been placed upon you throughout life. To the fact that it causes you to say, make things to try to react to that. Once you get to a certain level of spiritual enlightenment, you will no longer react you will react less and less to all of it because you see it for what it is. It's an illusion. The power, that power is but illusion. It is. It is but illusion. But you have to study yourselves, your higher self and your lower self in order to come to that realization. Right? That's why I said in chapter 7 that wisdom it is the consciousness that man is ought that Allah and man are one. You have to be conscious that that you are ought, that you and the omnipotent are one. Right? You have to you have to be conscious of that. You have to know that. In order for you to see the illusion that is being put before you, see the game, you know, like the Matrix movie take that pill right and see see the matrix for what it is so these are all important aspects because once you once you see the game of power because it's all a game it's all an illusion you won't play into that game the race game the money game whatever game it is you know the success game does that mean you be poor? No. You know, that means you'd be unsuccessful? No. That means you determine and you define what success is. You determine what wealth is. Right? You don't allow others to define what's in your world, within within your mental realm. And that's why you know, the teachings of Noble Dra Lee was so important because what he taught was that you don't allow people to identify you. That's why he says, you know, according to all true and divine records, there is no Negro, black, color, uh, Negro, black or colored race attached to the human family. He said that what he was saying was you are allowing other people to identify you. And if you knew history, that you would know that you existed before these terms even existed. So how did you get to the point of allowing another person to say you're that and you accept that? That's what that's about. How'd you get to that point? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, black people. How did you get to that point? You know, black, you know, white folks. How did you get to that point? you allowed someone 
to give you those terms and you accepted it and you embraced it. Because other people, they tried to pass off terms to them and they didn't accept it. And guess what? It didn't stick. You have the same ability. But are you using that ability is the question. Or are you falling into the illusion of power? All it is, all power it is, is a manifest, it's the result of force, of pulling and pulling, pulling and pushing, of motion, making things appear to be, right? Okay? And and it says in chapter 7 earlier that falsehood is not, and yet it is the manifest of right. Okay? And that whatever has been made will be unmade that which begin that which begins must end all things that can be seen by human eyes or manifest of art are not and so must pass away things we see are but reflexes just appearing while the ethers vibrate so and so and when conditions change they disappear right In all the world, there are two things. One is truth. The other is falsehood. And falsehood is that which seems to be. It just seems to be. It seems to be that a certain people are superior. It seems to be that, you know, you can't get ahead. It seems to be. Right? One of the things I stopped doing was watching television. Look at the word. Television. Television. <laughs> you catch what I'm saying? Once I was taught that, that, that did it for me. You catch what I'm saying? The news, media, medium. If you understand what a medium is, is a middleman or a conduit between the spirit realm. What are they mediating? What are the, what what are the energies? That they're transferring over to you. What is the message they're trying to do? They call it programming. All of this plays an important part. So, in closing, I want to say that we must see power for what it is. It's an illusion. No matter what adjective you attach to the word power, how you describe that power, whatever you say that power is, White power, black power, more power, uh, Hebrew power, power is an illusion. And once you give up the illusion, then you can get into the reality of who you really are, which is holy breath. And with that, I say peace.